Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. We're asking you... What's your fetish? Tell me what's your fetish? What's your fetish? (laughs) (laughs) This is the best. 131060. What's your fetish? Let's just have fun. It's early. Doesn't need to be X-rated. Like, we we obviously just want, you know, fun stories. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about... Let's talk about feet for a start. Because mm-hmm. what happened yesterday? That's right. Uh, Wiki feet is a thing. Uh, Matt, our producer, found it. Wiki feet, and you found Christy Hayes, who was Kirsty Sutherland on Home and Away uh, in the <laughs> early noughties. <laughs> this is hilarious. It was magical. I have never seen Christy so excited. <laughs> I was, you know what? Because it was like I can't believe I made the list. I was just <laughs> was like, who the hell would give a shit about that or about me? I couldn't believe I was on it. And they do this. Because I knew about WikiFeet when we started to have a quick conversation. Mm. And um, and they take... I don't even know where they got these photos from of my feet. I can see that it's like... Screenshots from home to home. And um, I don't you know. I mean, I was pretty proud of the rating. Apparently, I got four, four and, and a half. half out of five. There's some people that hate my feet, I can see. Who's right. got the five-star ones, Let's Matthew? have a look. <laughs> give we'll me find some, the five-star Give me a name. Feet give me a name and I'll quickly search for the Tam celebrity. Tam Sursock. All right, let's see what Tam and Sursock, who played Danny, my big sister. And Beck Cartwright, too. Okay. That'd be really good. Only one name. So no, Imogen Ta- Bailey. Tam has got five out of five. Yeah, with the of course feet she situation. does. Yeah, she's got good feet. No, we've got to get up. Everyone just set up a profile real quick. <laughs> Why are you not getting paid for it? This is what I want to ask. I know. It's like, interesting. People mm. get paid for this stuff. Can you believe it? Yeah. Because people will pay for it because there are people out there with fetishes mm. of feet. A foot one is a big one. Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish. If you watch any Quentin Tarantino film, mm. he's always got a foot scene out of nowhere, like wiggle your big toe in, um, you know, yes. Kill Bill. That's right. He does. And Thurman's feet. And uh, Salma Hayek's in Dust Till Dawn. Uh, he wrote it into himself like he had to drink from her feet. That's right. The, and the big snake. Oh, yeah. That's and, a big and python. And what about the python? Yeah, I had one in my say. pants at the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> she is very hot in that. Oh, she's gorgeous. Mm. And you know what? Fetishes, everyone's got their little quirks and kinks mm. of what they're into. So yeah. I'll tell you. Tell I'll show you mine. I'll show you mine. You show me yours. All right. I, I'm getting mine out. And this is my, this is obviously, you know, radio-friendly fetish. But mm. um, I've got to say, I just have this thing for men. Who wear tracksuit pants? <laughs> what? You can't give me the track ding ding pants. noise with a fetish, all right? Anyone's what fetish, the it's, there's no, there's nothing wrong with anyone's fetish. So, ba- no, let me con- mm-hmm. give context. What I like about, so for instance, when Harvey Justin has tracksuit pants on at home, I liked that when I first got with him because I don't ever seen him around the office because he works in radio too and I saw him at the mm-hmm. radio station. And you know when you see someone go from looking professional at work and then you see the other side of them at home that kind oh. of only belongs to you? Like, so he's in the tracksuit pants thing. So and the Crocs and socks. <laughs> He's very handsome. <laughs> when, you, when you see someone outside of work and you see the real them. So I just like the tracksuit pants thing. kind of turns me on. What about yeah, you? Yeah. Uh, fossils? I like fossils. I like. Um, so I watch a lot of videos on YouTube about sedimentary rocks of the right age and they like crack them open with a hammer. Does it get your like, rocks oh, off? Oh, this is, yeah, it gets my rocks <laughs> off. This is from the Jurassic period. Bang. <laughs> okay, uh, because, Ross Geller. So they go to like river valleys and cliffs and hillsides and stuff and they just collect rocks and just find, um, you know, uh, amazing stuff from a bygone era. That's, That's that's a weird I fetish. Love you I mean, me I don't get off on fetish. it. Yeah. You know, you, I, I say I'm into tracksuit pants. Yeah. Imagine a fossil in tracksuit <laughs> pants too. <laughs> Can you imagine Justin just cracking open a rock He's in tracky dacks? But there's big some rock. big ones out there because um, there's some people that are sexually aroused by tears. It's called dacrophilia. Sexual attraction to trees is a thing. No, it's not. Dendrophilia. Um, people like to wear diapers too. There's diaper fetishisms. There is a fetish mm-hmm. for absolutely everything. Everything. There really is. I think I've got this one too. A sexual attraction to fire, pyrophilia. 
And well, I'm going to isolate that audio. Yeah, I've definitely got. <laughs> Sounds just love, love putting my junk in fire. <laughs> Oh, no, that's a weird one. I'm joking. But um, there's also deriving sexual pleasure from learning. So I like to learn with sophophilia. You know what? Mm. Because people do that's I've knew someone and his big thing with with a partner mm. just brains. Yeah, okay. Doesn't care about their which is really good. Didn't care about any appearance or anything like that. Their profession. No, nah, didn't care as long as they were an intelligent person, which is really as long nice. As they're a genius. Yeah, that's right. But there's weird stuff out there like putting stuff in your Aretha Franklin too. <laughs> yeah, like chopsticks up there. There's some strange stuff. And maybe you can admit it. You don't have to be yourself. You can be anonymous. Yeah, you can be Tell anonymous. Us. I can see <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's listening to Craig David and you get aroused by that. I know we all do. <laughs> Give us a call, 131060. <laughs> well, I want to ask our producer too, Matt. Uh, do you have any fetishes, my friend? Uh, well, as far as PG ones go, <laughs> how good is a freshly wiped down kitchen bench yes. with everything oh, where yeah. it needs to be? There's oh. not a crumb. Maybe the light's reflecting off it clean and it's just... <laughs> Just Christy. bouncing off it. Maddie, you're talking yeah. dirty to me, baby, because that <laughs> seriously talking. is my idea of it. You just need to wear some tracksuit pants <laughs> <laughs> with your clean kitchen, maybe some fresh linen as well, you know, while mm. we're at it. Some yeah, fresh, yeah. beautiful, freshly made bed. This, yeah. to, this to me is better than better. The, the dirty. <laughs> yeah. The hoo-ha. Or, you know, um, well, pretty there's, handy there's some pretty interesting stuff out there because, you know, there's this too. There's sexual arousal from hearing music called Melolagania. So, yeah, I reckon you have that because you love music. I love music. And that would I reckon that would be one of your fetishes. If that's we were one to, of my kinks. <laughs> that's the kinks, by the way. <laughs> that's the best joke I've ever made that went right over everyone's head. Uh, but 1060, John from Hour. what is your fetish? It'd have to be ringing you guys. <laughs> I know you are very aroused, man. Are you in the uh, bath at the moment, in the bathtub? Are you in hmm. your bed? I'm, I'm spinning around in a chair in the back of the office. <laughs> I kid you not, John. Oh, yeah. I said to Dan Offair, I was like, I bet John will call John us. Will call. And here you are. We knew that you would come. I mean, call. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a day well, too. <laughs> now, now I've been there as well. I might as well go. <laughs> More stuff like that in minutes. Hit breakfast with Dan and Christy. He's a former Australian Survivor star, Geordie Hanson. He's down here with his fiance, Sam Frost. Uh, Geordie, good morning. Thanks, guys. Please don't Thanks swear for because you. the dump button's not on at the moment. So. <laughs> no promises. No promises. Hey, Geordie. Firstly, um, welcome to Tasmania. Thank you. Love and it here. Do you love it? Um, yeah. And congratulations to you and Sam on your gorgeous baby. How Thank exciting. You. How's fatherhood? He's so cute, eh? <laughs> Sam and I sometimes talk about, like, uh, do we objectively think he's cute or is does everyone else think he's cute too? You know how? Yeah. Everyone thinks their baby's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think perhaps our baby's up there in cuteness. I'm yeah. going to claim it. No, he's yeah. adorable. Every, you have to do that. Every baby mm-hmm. is gorgeous, but mm-hmm. you can kind of tell when they're your own or they're actually not. <laughs> like like yeah, you're a self-aware I, parent. I, I came out with an industrial size head and I look like a heifalump. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, they're all cute. Uh, but you're doing like a secret TV show. How much can you reveal about it being down in Tasmania? I can reveal everything. There's oh, no right. secrecy oh. about it at all. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No, it's with uh, the Seven Network, mm-hmm. which will please you guys. Being yep. the hit network, mm. we're traveling. It's called Geordie Sam and Ted's Adventures. Yeah. It'll be out in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are currently, we traveled across from the sunny coast where we live, across through central Queensland, down the middle, and now we've ended up in Tassie. Beautiful place. Like, mm. I feel like everyone here, 
they're my people. You know, they love adventures. They love being outside. Um, they've got their priorities right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's And it's such a big place for family here in Hobart. It's, yeah. Everyone is really nice to you. You'll notice when you guys are crossing the street, people will stop their car so you can cross. Like, it's stuff that just doesn't really happen on the mainland. Yeah, why is everyone so nice here? Yeah. I don't know. It's I so know. strange even coming back to Tasmania and people walking past say hello to you because that doesn't happen in the big cities, does <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. It's like everyone puts their heads down and ignores you. But here, everyone's really polite and friendly. And everyone loves a beer here too, which has been fun. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. universally Aussie thing. Is, it? <laughs> is that what the show's about? Just beering around? It's doing funny. A pub it crawl? has been creeping in a little bit. There's been a lot of pubs on this trip, but that's a part of travelling Australia. Yeah. You know? yeah, and you're hanging out with one of our mates too, Javier. So uh, he's from JD's Cooking Adventures. What a legend he yeah. is, isn't well, he? He's a character, eh? Yeah. He's so lovely. He's mm. set us up. We're doing a bit of a cooking challenge today that we're filming. Um, I won't give too much away because, you know, we still want people to watch the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for true. sure. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. He's like sorted us out with some ingredients. We're going to do some cooking and see who's the best. Mm. And who is the best cook out of you and Sam? Because I love it when <laughs> couples can cook together. You're trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you've got to say Sam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam. I'm going to say Sam. <laughs> yep. But it's a pretty even across the playing field. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that I've got breakfast covered. Yep. Okay. What, what would you make for us if you were making breakfast for us right now? <laughs> <laughs> what, Vegemite on toast? Oh, no. <laughs> that goes all right, actually. I do like that. I, I want to know, though, take us back to the very start. How did you actually meet Sam Frost? Like, how did you oh. guys get together? Because you were an Australian survivor mm. and she was on The Bachelor and Home and Away and stuff. And yeah. Like, how'd you meet? Well, huh? there's no connection there, really, until yeah. um, you remember that um, Sam's brother, Alex, was on Survivor with me ah. and so I was funny enough <laughs> having beers with him at yeah. a pub um, not abnormal for me but I was having beers with him at a little country pub and Sam walked in to meet her brother Alex oh, and right. I was like oh hang on a minute <laughs> How's it going? I'm Geordie. Nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, and it just went from there. Better make a good impression straight away while you're here. I must have because she hit me up, which is really oh, uh, yes. cute. So okay, you were the bachelor, act, weren't don't you? Don't act yeah. so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she hit me up. That's the thing that sort of blows people's minds. And yeah, she okay. denies it, but I'm going to continue. I've got the messages to prove it. All right. That's so, so sweet. <laughs> any good pickup lines or what was it? Uh, not really. It was basically like, oh, I wish you didn't have to go to work tomorrow type thing because I had to leave early. Oh. I think she wanted to kick on, have a few drinks, but... <laughs> My type of girl. Yeah, that's My right. My type of girl. And that was before we had Ted. Everything's different now. Yeah. yeah now you're lucky like, if you can have one drink. You, you yeah. can't do it with a baby, can you? Cups of tea in bed by eight o'clock. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. us. Oh, and our kids aren't even babies. Um, and on your time on Survivor, <laughs> for anyone listening now who, you know, might want to give it a crack or do yeah. something like a reality show, uh, Survivor looks obviously incredibly challenging, but mm. it looks like it would be an amazing thing to actually be a part of what was that like what was your audition process even like yeah it's huge so i was uh like a i sort of auditioned like everyone you know like i went through the audition process it took months in fact it got pushed back years i got knocked back in 2019 hmm. and then re-accepted to be in season seven so it took me a long time to to get on but anyone can do it you know and people sometimes ask oh what you know, what tips do you have for auditioning? There's no secret. You just have to be yourself. Mm -hmm. And in the end, if they don't pick you, it's not because you're not good enough. It's just because they're looking to fill roles um, within the show. Mm -hmm. And if your character fits in there, it fits. You know what I mean? And and did you lose weight during that time too? (laughs) Oh, man. My first season, I lost 11 kilos. Season two, I lost... 
seven kilos in six days. You lost seven kilos in six yeah, days? Yeah, yeah. Just not eating. No, it's not a healthy... But it would be, it would be yeah, I was going to say, yeah. and that you can't sustain that. Like no. you would have been starving and you would have been feeling really weak, I'm imagining. Like yeah. it's not healthy at all. And it's not like just fat. That you lose, you lose a lot of muscle too. Yeah. Like, not that I was a, a bodybuilder, but you know, you do, your body just can't sustain it and you feel a bit gross even when you get back. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you try and eat and you go, oh yeah, when I get back, I'm going to eat this, 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 and this. And then you have like half a bite of a burger and you go, whoa, I'm full. That's yeah. enough for yeah. me. Yeah. What was the most memorable or challenging part of Survivor 2? Great question. Mm-hmm. Oh, to me, for me, this most recent season, I left uh, when Sam was just recently pregnant Mm -hmm. and so that was really hard Mm because she was in those early stages like really quite ill morning sickness Mm. which is really 24-hour sickness and she was sick all the time and I I was like oh I'm not going I don't want to go and she basically packed my bag for me and kicked me out the door (laughs) said you'll regret it if you don't you're going yeah yeah. isn't she great and Mm. I I just want to quickly touch on this Geordie because I know it's a big thing for women and for men when you have a baby you know your mental health can sometimes be up and down you're not sleeping as much the relationship changes um, how's everything going? You're feeling good? Sam's feeling good? Yeah, yeah. You know? It's been great. I'm not saying it's been easy, but it, we've, we're having a lot of fun. Mm. You know, like, um, I think it varies from person to person, baby to baby. But for us, we have continued doing what we love, if not doing more of what we love. And I know that's not possible for everyone. We're very lucky. Um, but... You know, we're traveling and exploring the country, and I'm hoping that's a good thing for Ted, you know, because yeah. he, seem, he seems to be happy. So that's he won't sort of, remember any of yeah. it. <laughs> he gets to eat and sleep. It's like a dream gig. Yeah. And I know. Tazzy places mm. that you're going to check out. Mm. Um, are you going to go to this beautiful place called New Norfolk, or are you going to go up north to Bernie? Like, what's on Do the. Do not go to Bernie. Uh, <laughs> we'll cross that one off the list. Bernie? What's, what's Bernie? Uh, the bunghole exactly. of the universe. <laughs> it's, it's also where Dan's it's also from. It's four a nice miles town. away. Yeah, I love the town, but yeah. You know, that's me because I'm an absolute bogan. What's there? Uh, What's there? Uh, wood chips. That's it. The beach is <laughs> there. There's the oh, octopus yeah. there as well. I mean, but there's nicer beaches up the east coast. I mean, there if are. You do that. I'm trying he's to sell whispering. it. He's whispering, but he's on radio, <laughs> yeah. so everyone can hear. Everyone already knows how crap Bernie is. But um, enjoy your time in Tassie Thank with you. Sam and Theo. But uh, we can't wait to see this. So January, you're saying next year? January. So, that's yeah. right. So on the Seven Network. Um, just watch our socials. You'll be able to work out where we are. Brilliant. Yeah. Jordan Hanson. Awesome to meet you guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for Appreciate it. Dan and Christy. Here's more from Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Hobart's Hit 100.9. News with Tessa. News with Tessa time. Tessa Randello, lovely to join us again on a Friday, as always. Hello. How exciting is the Beatles writing a new song in 2023, by the way? Just I quickly. know. That's so cool. I've oh. been putting it in the news as well. I'm like, so this is good. massive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they just keep on rewriting the rule books, uh, making history, but uh, about to make history right now. We've been paying attention all week to the news. Oof. There's three questions. Let's mm-hmm. hope so. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> I'm uh, inattentive at the best of times, but we've got two players playing for pizzas, thanks to Baked Gluten Free. John from... Hobart. Now, John, what team are you going to go with, mate? Uh, Christy. Oh, oh John, awesome. John, me. love you. Let's do this. I'm going to uh, win you this good. pizza. Okay. Uh, well, good luck to you, John. Hope you lose. Uh, but uh, Claire from Old Beach. Claire, you must be Team Dan by default. Are you Team Dan? I'm not by default. I chose you. Oh, Aww, thank you, Claire. That's nice. I chose you too, Claire from Old Beach. I just oh, put it out there much. into the universe. I'm like, Claire, Claire, I'll win you some pizzas. And, and that'd be nice for a Friday, wouldn't it? 
That would be lovely. All right. Well, All best right, of luck to you both. Sit Claire back and, and enjoy. John. Yeah, enjoy this. <laughs> Let's watch this mess. Let's uh, go ruin everything. <laughs> Tessa Randello, three questions from the news this week, and your names are your buzzers. Let's do it. Um, what kind of dog won? Christy! A Kelpie. Yes. yes. The dog. Yes. What? This yes. wasn't even a question. A Tasmanian kind of Kelpie won the hardest working dog in Australia, and it's from Tassie. That's right. I saw it all this week. Um, Australia Post is adding something to Christy. its stores. <laughs> Australia Post is adding a coffee shop to its stores. Well, quick, quick game's a good game. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, John from Hobart. You've won, mate. Yes, John, we did hey. it. Hey. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Congratulations. You know, the whole Australia Post thing just was a fluke because Dan and I actually talked about it as well. <laughs> and I think Dan said one of the best lines that I've heard ever on radio, which was, by the time we get a coffee, to be what? Six to eight weeks. Yeah, that's right. It was a good one. <laughs> well done, John. Thanks, John. Nice, thanks, John. Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. We love this place. The Agrarian Kitchen is hosting a summer seeding sale on Saturday. From 11am to 2pm, you'll find it on the Avenue in New Norfolk. And the founder of the Agrarian Kitchen, Rodney Dunn, joins us. The chef. Good morning, mate. How are you going? Hi, guys. Yeah, really well, thanks. Good to hear, Rodney. I love the Agrarian, obviously, being out in New Norfolk. It's one of the most amazing things not only in the Derwent Valley but also in Tasmania in general and it's the most amazing thing ever the garden at the agrarian and getting fresh produce and picking things like getting carrots out there on the spot to cook and also I love this the seedlings now that you've got for kids as well that can learn all about gardening and doing it themselves yeah absolutely now um, the whole seedling thing sort of came about in that we were doing them for ourselves and you know we've whittled down the varieties that we love and so we thought well we're doing it already why don't we do a few more and offer it for sale to the public. So not only can they come and eat those vegetables, they can grow them themselves at home now. So what kind of vegetables are on offer for the kids to grow in their own garden? Well, there's a whole range. Obviously, tomatoes feature very heavily, but we've got everything from beautiful different varieties of raspberries through to the cucumbers, eggplants, capsicums, and there's also flowers too for those people who love, you know, their flowers and kids that want to grow a few flowers to put in vases. That's all here too. So, yeah, there's a huge range. It is one of the coolest things ever, Ronnie, your garden. It's like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but for healthy things, like something that might look like a raspberry is actually like pineapple sage. Like it's one of the most incredible (laughs) experiences that we've had. And the Agrarian Kitchen, you do awesome things like your cooking classes where you've had some huge celebrity chefs come down, Rodney. How's all that? going and it must be a really awesome feeling that you bring such famous people down to Tasmania to cook. Yeah, look, the thing about it is I love my garden, as you well know, but it's so nice to share it with other chefs and I've got a bunch of people that know from different parts of the country and the key is, you know, getting those people down, getting them to give their take on the garden and give cooking classes. So we're just working on next year's calendar with those now and I'm, you know, locking in the dates and people like Ben Shuri are coming down, Andrew McConnell from, from Cumulus in Melbourne, Natalie from Beatrix Bakes, who's fabulous um, baker. So, yeah, we're lining up a pretty exciting list for next year. And on the list was Martha Stewart too. What was it like giving her a garden tour and having her in Tasmania? It was surreal, actually. (laughs) She was, you know, someone that you kind of been a hero. She's been my hero for so many years. And to have her, like, standing in front of you and talking to her is, yeah, as you know, meeting your heroes, it's kind of a little bit pinch yourself moments. It's like when I met Christy Hayes, (laughs) uh, who was on Home and Away for a very long time. Me too. Yeah, Yeah, you were sweet with that, Roddy. I would never have picked you for a Home and Away watcher. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, you did. never know, right? You never know. <laughs> Just quickly, what did Martha Stewart eat, Ronnie? Can you remember what you cooked when she was in Tassie? Yeah, like I cooked her up a heap of different vegetables from the garden. Her daughter, who was with her and your grandkids, um, she's a vegetarian. So we were light on the meat. I, I think I, I grilled a little bit of Tasmanian beef for the meat eaters. But the rest was like, you know, char-grilled zucchini from the garden and tomato salads and cucumbers and a whole range of different things. And I imagine you'd have some kind of flourishing insect life around. What's it like containing the insects around the garden? Yeah, well, look, it's um, a case-by-case basis. Our theory is that you keep the plants so healthy that they can sort of look after themselves to a large degree. And in our greenhouses, we actually get predatory insects and release them to eat the insects that might be eating our plants. Oh, (laughs) so you send out a swarm of killer insects. It's phenomenal. That's amazing. I want to be the master of those things. (laughs) That'd be so fun. <laughs> Release the hounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, it's amazing, Rodney, everything that you do. And I really do love the component that it gets the next generation of kids out there planting the vegetables and doing all the things with their parents and creating healthy food and making vegetables and salads interesting because God knows I can't get my kids to eat that stuff. But <laughs> Saturday, it's all happening in your Norfolk. For people that want to get any more information or anything, Rodney, where's the best place for them to go to find out about the agrarian? Well, it's probably best to go to our website, agrarianKitchen.com. Come out on Saturday. 11 o'clock, our kiosk will be open, so plenty of food and take home a box of seedlings to get you started in your garden for summer. Oh, nice. Well, uh, the founder of the Agrarian Kitchen up there in New Norfolk, Ronnie Dunn, thanks for joining us and we'll see you on Saturday. Thanks, Dan and Christy. Bye. Dan and Christy. Hit breakfast with Dan and Christy. Hit 100.9. Have you lost the wedding ring? Because uh, sometimes fuming husbands uh, are so angry that they go to bed really silent with their wives because uh, she lost the wedding ring. Uh, She said she went to the gym, she failed to mention to him, uh, had a martial arts class and just lost it and uh, did not say anything. And he went, well, that's it. We're going to bed without speaking. Well, no wonder she didn't tell him. Imagine Mm. being married to someone who punished you for little innocent things and then he didn't speak to you. She obviously knew yeah. you wouldn't react well to it. Like What a loser. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you have to take your ring off if you're doing a martial arts class. Like, you can't be punching people and have a big rock there. I wear brass nuts yeah. when I go <laughs> martial arts. I'm like, cop this, bang, straight in the kisser. Um, but 131060, maybe you've got some stories. Gary from Sorrell, have you ever lost your ring? Yeah, hi. Um, yeah, it was a couple of years ago. I was actually uh, I was working and I was driving home one day and um, my ring was missing. And I thought, oh, no. Checked the car everywhere, really panicked as you do. Um, checked everywhere, I couldn't find it. A couple of days, told my missus about it. She wasn't happy as she was. <laughs> you haven't looked after it, but anyway. Um, a couple of days later, I was at work and uh, an email come up about uh, a lost wedding ring. And I thought, well, you never know. Anyway, so I've gone and checked it. And um, yeah, it was my wedding ring. And what had what actually happened was I'd washed my hands at work um, and the ring had fallen into the rubbish bin. And the cleaner... Had actually got it, picked it up, taken it up to another complete whole section, like a kilometre away, oh. and just happened to fall out. She found it, handed it in, and there it was. I was amazed. Wow. And how good from the cleaner to spot the ring in the first place? Well, it's just a little gold ring in a, in a whole bag of rubbish, and it just so happened that, yeah, she happened to have cleaned out the bag from where I was and went somewhere else, and it just happened to fall out. At that time, yeah, I was amazed, absolutely amazed. So you must have meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so sweet. Did your wife start talking to you again? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. She, she was a bit dirty to start with, but, yeah, once I got that and, um, yeah, come home, I said, you would not believe what happened. I, I was amazed, and I'm still tell people about it. So, yeah, it was pretty amazing, really. Did you go to Middle Earth with a fellowship and throw it into the pits of Mount Doom? <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> it might have been an excuse, but yeah, she was going to crash me over it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Went into a volcano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, no, I didn't lose it. It was stolen from me. <laughs> <laughs> Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy.